Hello, everybody. It's Christy Dole, your friend here at When Hustle Meets Flow, the podcast. Tonight, I am recording a meditation for you all with the intention to help calm your nervous system. I have the lights off in my bedroom. I've got candles lit and some nice music playing in the background. I really recommend you also set up your space to facilitate some peace and calm within your own energetic system. So if you want to pause this right now and just find a comfortable place to sit or lay down, if you want to light some candles or if you work with essential oils or crystals, you can do that now. And I just want to remind you that there are no rules to meditating. If you've never done this before, welcome. As you go through this practice, you're going to notice that your thoughts in your head, they're not going to stop. And that's okay. The practice of meditation is to just simply be aware that you're having thoughts and to let them go and, or let them be there compassionately. So rather than judging our thoughts or thinking that we're having bad thoughts or worry thoughts, just noticing, oh, there's a thought. And then returning back to your breath, returning back to my instruction. So just remember, there's no wrong way to do this. But taking the time to do this is the practice. So wherever you are, if you're seated on a chair, make sure your legs are uncrossed and your feet are flat to the earth. Maybe rock from side to side so you can kind of feel the part of your bum that is connecting with the chair. And as you do that, start to reach the crown of your head up towards the sky. If you are laying down, just take a moment here to adjust so that your spine is straight, your legs are uncrossed, and your hands can be on your belly, on your heart, down by your sides. Palms facing up if you're looking to receive. Palm facing down if you're looking for some grounding. And if you're like me, seated in easy seat, or as my kids call it, crisscross applesauce. Again, just connecting your sits bones with the earth as the crown of your head starts to reach up tall towards the sky. Every time you breathe in, just bringing some length into the vertebrae. And then every time you breathe out, just letting something go. And we're going to begin our guided meditation with a full breath in through your nose. Hold that breath in just for a moment and then open your mouth and let that go. We're going to do that two more times. Nice full breath in through your nose. 
Bring that breath right down to your low belly. Holding the breath in your body for just a moment longer than you would and then letting it go through the mouth. And doing that one more time. So just breathing naturally and normally here. And we're going to begin this meditation practice with a little breath work. It's very simple. We're going to inhale to the count of four and then exhale to the count of four. So when you're ready, take a full breath in. Two, three, four. Exhale. Two, three, four. Breathe in. Two, three, four, exhale, two, three, four. Breathe in, two, three, four, and breathe out, two, three, four. Breathe in, two, three, four, breathe out. Two, three, four. So, continuing on this breath on your own. And again, when your mind wanders, just noticing when it does. And in that moment, gently bringing yourself back to my words, to your breathing. The whole point here is to be real loving and compassionate to yourself. And now I'd like you to bring all of your awareness to the very top of your head, the crown, just noticing that as you bring your awareness there and every time you breathe in this warm golden light of relaxation begins to touch the crown of your head and as you breathe out the very top of your head just seems to relax And this relaxation, this golden light now travels down through your forehead and all your worry lines just seem to relax. Breathing in this relaxing golden light, now it's coming down and around the sides of your eyes and your eyelids your eyeballs, and even the part of your eye that connects to your skull just seem to relax. Your eyelids seem so heavy. They might flutter, but that's okay. And now this golden shimmering light of relaxation comes down around your cheeks and your nose, your top lip, 
and into your mouth. You notice your jawbone begins to get real heavy, so heavy that your teeth separate and your tongue becomes real heavy. And on your next inhalation, this energy, this relaxing, calm energy comes towards the side of your face and all around and in your ears so that every fiber and every cell that makes up your ears just seems to relax. Now your whole face is so relaxed. You haven't felt this relaxed or calm in a while. And now this relaxation comes down through your neck and into your throat. And in this moment, you notice just how tight it feels around your throat, how much you've been wanting to say, how much you're thinking and don't say. But in this moment, that golden shimmering light gives you permission to relax your vocal cords, your throat, your neck, the back of your neck, it all just lets go. Allowing this relaxing energy to come down through your collarbones and the shoulders. Oh man, we hold so much tension in our shoulders. But in this moment, you just notice that they relax. You might even feel them drop a little. And so breathing in this relaxing energy and allowing it to come down through your heart and your chest. And it drips down into your ribs and your lungs and all the organs in your belly. Your stomach just relaxes and is calm. And this energy starts to drip down now into your hips and your pelvic floor and your reproductive organs. They all seem to relax. And on your next inhalation, you breathe in more of this relaxing energy into your hips and your thighs, and it travels down over your knees, over your shins, through the top of your foot, and to each and every toe. And now... If you'd like to make any sort of adjustments in where you're seated or laying down to feel just a little bit more relaxed, go ahead and do that. And taking another full breath in, we'll bring our awareness back to the top of our head as this relaxation now drips its way down the back of your body. So noticing the back of your skull starts to relax and the back of your neck. It's coming down through the backs of your shoulder and your shoulder blades. And your shoulders drop even more with relaxation and calm and peace. 
And this relaxation travels down the spinal column and it just seems to travel out to the sides of your back so that every fiber and every cell that makes up your back just seems to relax. You're feeling so good and so relaxed at this moment. And at the same time, this relaxation travels across your bottom and into your hamstrings, and the back of the knee and the calf, the heel of your foot, the bottom of your foot, and to each and every toe. And that next breath in brings your awareness back to your shoulders as this relaxation travels down your arms and swirls around your bicep and your tricep as it makes its way around the elbow, then the forearm, through the wrist, and to each and every finger. And now your whole physical body is just relaxed. And now I'd like you to bring your awareness to your nervous system. And just visualizing what your nervous system might look like. And on your next inhalation, bringing in this cool, calming, relaxing breath and energy to your nervous system, calming every single nerve ending, bringing it back to its homeostasis, its home place of total peace, calm, relaxation, and feeling of being safe. Allow this golden, beautiful, shimmery energy of light envelope your entire body. And so now see yourself in a bubble of this shimmering golden light. Just visualize yourself looking up and around your physical body and you notice that you're in this really cool, safe bubble. You are safe in this bubble, physically, emotionally, and mentally. You can return here anytime you need to just by breathing in and breathing out and visualizing yourself in this calm, relaxed, safe bubble. When the outside world wants to throw things at you like stress and anxiety, panic and fear, Your bubble is so strong and so safe that all those things bounce right off. 
you absorb none of it. You continue to stay safe and calm and at peace. You are free to stay here as long as you want. And if you're ready to come out of your meditation, I will count you out from five to one. Five, becoming aware of your body in the room. Four, allowing all of this work to integrate into every cell and fiber in your body, reminding you that you are meant to feel calm and safe. Three, wiggling the toes and fingers. Two, taking a deep breath in, stretching your arms and legs. And one, opening your eyes, feeling refreshed and ready for the rest of your day. Guys, I hope this was valuable. Please come and listen to this whenever you feel you need some peace and relaxation and a feeling of safety. As always, if this was helpful, please snap a picture, share it on your social and I will be back next week. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Hey everyone, happy Friday. It's Christy Dole, and you're listening to When Hustle Meets Flow, the podcast. This week's episode I'm really excited about. I have been wanting to give you guys this journey of mine that I've been on for quite some time, um, but I've also had so many other things I've wanted to talk to you about, and the timing of this podcast is perfect. Because today, April 24th, is the last day to enroll in the self-love course. This is a course that I created over really the last six months. um, And it's a course filled with information about how to start loving yourself now. And loving ourselves goes beyond what we probably think when we first hear that. Like eating right and sleeping right and getting, you know, taking care of our nails and things like that, which is all important. It's definitely a part of self care. But the kind of self love that I'm talking about is the kind that produces freedom and ease and really eliminates like drama and stress and anxiety from your life. It's, it's that kind. So today's episode, I wanted to really just get super vulnerable with you guys and share with you my, my own story around this. Um, I'm 38 years old and really it was, I was about 34, 35 years old when this concept was really put in front of my face. Um, and I'll just kind of let me lead you up to that moment. So growing up, of course, I had wonderful parents and they taught me so many wonderful lessons and values and principles about life. But one thing that really was missing was the value of loving and honoring myself. I think as a woman in this society, we are really programmed to make sure everyone else is okay, to really honor other people's feelings, to make sure everyone is comfortable and okay with scenarios before, you know, you are. 
And so I grew up that way. You know, I grew up thinking that my feelings weren't as valued or as valid as somebody else's. I learned to swallow a lot of my desires and wants um, to keep a group happy. I learned that being, you know, uh, assertive and strong meant being bitchy and bossy. And of course, no girl wants to be bitchy or bossy. And so I would really shy away from my own power. And I just thought that that's the way that it was. And I have seen over the years in coaching and mentoring and partnering with women in business that this lack of self-love that we all really have as a generation, as a society, it manifests in a lot of different ways. So it starts to bubble up into your physical world in a lot of different ways. I, For me, it manifested in friendships. So I would put my value and my worth into friendships. So if I was friends with a certain group of people, or if I was friends with this person from growing up, or if I was friends with these people in you know, my new company, then it meant that I was worth something. It actually defined me. Now, others, you might relate to that, but maybe you relate to your worth and your identity being tied up into a romantic relationship. Or I know people very well in my life whose whole identity is wrapped up in their career. You know, without, if they don't, if they don't work, if they don't have this career, then who are they? And their job really dictates their worthiness. Um, So it manifests in a lot of different ways. It could manifest in your exercise habits, right? So if you have a certain physique, a certain body or a certain talent, maybe, um, you're essentially putting at your worth, your worthiness and your enoughness and your value in this world outside of you. So for me, it really showed up in friendships. And, you know, I was completely asleep to this in my teens and 20s. Um, I just was walking through life and I had certain friendships that made me feel like I was better than people and more worthy. And, um, and then when, when those friendships ended in my early thirties, it was like a death. It was like a divorce and it completely rocked and shook my world. Um, I was very depressed. I was so lonely. I mean, I was as lost as you could be. And, um, you know, it's really interesting that in life, I'm 38 years old and I know I have, you know, two thirds of my life left to go, but up until this point, I've really noticed that it's really the hardest moments in life that force you a lot of times to shift and change. It's very rare that you're in like this great place in your life and you decide to make some changes um, because why would you need to, right? Everything's going great. So for me, it was this death of a friendship or friendships um, in my early 30s. And from there came a lot of realizations for me, a lot of waking up. That's actually the time where I decided to quit corporate America and become an entrepreneur. That's the time where I decided to um, get into yoga, which really chilled me out. <laughs> I needed I needed that perspective. I needed that those teachings, um, that connection with my body was so healing. And but I hadn't really healed that wound within me that somewhere in my childhood basically um, was the wound that said, 
my identity is wrapped up in friendships. So I just kind of kept continuing on and for sure learned lessons and was growing. And then it was in my mid thirties that I had had some newer friends come in and out of my life. And one of those friendships had ended and I was just beside myself. I was sobbing, crying. And, you know, again, this, for me, it's friendships. If you can relate to any of this at all, it doesn't have to be around friendships. It could be around a romantic relationship or a career or just something, this something that brings you to, to your knees in desperation. And I just kept saying to myself, like, why doesn't anyone love me? Why doesn't anyone love me? Why can't I keep friendships? And I know this is kind of like embarrassing as I say this, but really that's kind of what was going through my mind is, you know, these, these, these women that I end up like really liking and having fun with, and then the friendship ends, it affected me in a way that it just wasn't healthy. It just wasn't because today I look back on it and it's like, listen, friendships come and go. Everyone's going through their own things. It's not a reflection of me. If somebody decides they don't want to be my friend anymore, it's just what it is, you know? And I've learned to step into this place in life where I just allow friendships to come. And if they go, I allow them to go because I know that if I'm in an energy of allowing versus forcing, then the right things will come into my life and the right things will float out of my life. But it took me a lot of work to get to that statement that I just made. Um, so back to when I was in my mid-30s, I had this friendship that you know ended. It wasn't like this huge blowout or anything. It just kind of fizzled. And I was actually on the phone with my coach at the time. So I've been working with coaches for at least six or seven years now. And I was working on, I was on the phone with my coach, just sobbing, crying. And I just kept saying to her, you know, why doesn't anyone love me? Why doesn't anyone love me? And she said something to me that has fundamentally changed. um, It just has changed everything. It was like this huge light bulb. And she said, well, do you love yourself? And it just was silence. And I kind of answered sheepishly, yeah, I love myself. And she said, well, you know, if you really, truly loved yourself, you wouldn't, requ- you wouldn't need anyone else to love you. You would know that you are lovable regardless of if this person wants to stay in your life or not. And so it was that moment that has completely shifted things in the last four or five years for me. And it was from that moment that my coach told me, she said, if, you know, I, if I were you, I would get so curious about loving yourself and going on a full on self love journey, just loving yourself, figuring out what that means, figuring out what you need, being your best parent to yourself allowing yourself to be seen, allowing yourself to be heard, allowing yourself to express yourself without worrying what other people are thinking. That's, that's the next step for you, she said. So from that moment on, that's what I've been doing. I have been selfishly, and I'm proud to say that, I have been selfishly on the journey to figuring out what makes me feel good, 
what makes me feel really happy, what brings me joy, what I enjoy doing. I've learned to say no to the things that I don't want to do. I've learned to say yes to the things that really light up my heart, regardless if you know people are going to judge me for it. Um, it's really the reason why I think I became really successful in the company that I am with, the, comp- the skincare company that I've been with, um, was this practice of loving myself because I would honor myself and I would honor my intuition and I would honor my, my feelings. I think it's the reason why I have successfully made this transition from being in network marketing into being a coach and it for sure loving myself at every level of my life, my mindset, my habits, my past, loving myself in the present in the form of creating boundaries with people and doing ego work on myself and really not allowing myself to go down the habits and patterns that of, of thinking that I've had in the past that caused me to feel bad, but really challenging myself in the moments to reach for a new thought, to think a new thought, to believe a new thought. And I'll give an example about that in a moment, but I really think the self-love practice has um, been the thing that gave me the courage to become a life coach and to put out this self-love course um, because putting yourself out there, you know, like online and in social media land in front of my friends and colleagues um, is, is hard. It's really hard. It's, it's, you, you wonder if it's going to flop and all these different things, but having had these practices and these habits and these mindset shifts for the last four or five years, they are the foundation that I have built this, this new season of my life on. And so it's, it's been really exciting and it's really the reason why I created this course. And when I created this course, I asked myself, you know, what are, what are the things that I had to work on? And I didn't work on them all at once. Again, this has been over a four or five year period, but I was able to kind of section it out. So the first thing I, I remember realizing is I had to make amends with my past. I had to stop regretting and resisting what happened in the past. And I needed to just accept it and actually find the blessings and then finally love it. Like be grateful that it happened. I also noticed there was a ton of mindset work that I had to do. Um, and I'll give you an example right now. So it's a habit of mine to feel left out, right? So this, this feeling of being left out is just a habitual thought pattern that I have had since, you know, probably middle school when it was formed. And I'm learning through this practice of meditation, which has been a way that I have been loving myself is showing up to meditate every day. Through the practice of meditation, I've realized that that's just simply a pattern of thought. It's not real. It's not true. It's just a pattern of thought. And so I remember it was last fall, so about a year, maybe a year ago or a year and a half ago, I was at a birthday party, a friend's birthday party. And these two friends that I know, that obviously I know were there. And I was the third of the, of the three of us to show up and I already, when I showed up, I started to feel a little anxious and I, and I thought to myself, that's interesting. I'm, I'm like, I'm feeling the physical feelings of anxiety, 
I wonder what that's all about. And then I realized that I was starting to have those feelings of being left out creep in. So without even anything having happened, I was already like my ego, my subconscious, my monkey mind was already preparing me for this feeling of, oh, you're going to be left out today because that's what always happens, right? That's the that's the habitual thought pattern that was going on in my head. So I was really aware of that. And I remember being at the party and seeing these two friends talking and I just noticed the thoughts in my head that were saying, oh, you're being left out. And instead of feeling left out, I instead was observing the thought that was saying you're being left out. And in just that moment, I was able to separate myself from the conditioned pattern that I have of feeling left out. And it was in that moment that I loved myself. I sat down, I focused on my breathing, I was noticing the thoughts, I was almost watching the thoughts in my head like a movie. And I was able to let them pass through without getting attached to them, without believing them. And I'm telling you, after about five or 10 minutes, I stood up and I just thought, holy crap, I just like grew. That was a moment in my life where I transcended what I normally do. I transcended this pattern that I have of always feeling left out, which would then make me act like passive aggressive towards these friends, which would then turn into a fight, which would turn into all these different things, right? So I was the person that really put a wrench in that in that pattern, in that wheel. And so I was so proud of myself and I like shook it off and I went and talked with my friends and I showed up as my best self and I didn't have any of this angry energy or left out energy or passive aggressive energy. I was just fully myself and we ended up having a great time. And of course my friends weren't leaving me out. It was just the story in my head. And if I hadn't practiced this practice of self-love, which comes in the form of like different habits that you do for yourself, different journaling, different meditation, different um, practices around watching your thoughts, If I hadn't done that, that would have been a day where another fight would have happened with a friend because of the insecurities that I bring to the table. And I'm, you know, smart enough to know that 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 would have completely been on me. But what happened was because I had been practicing these practices is in the moment I was able to catch myself. So what that can look like for you is so many different things. What's what's a habitual pattern that you have? Are you, do you constantly blow up? Do you lose your patience? Do you, you know, swear at your husband? Like whatever. There's so many things that we are all walking through this world doing that we later say, oh gosh, I wish I hadn't done that. And engaging in a self-love practice is going to be the thing that helps you heal that. So that was a moment where real time, my mindset and the work I've done in my mindset helped me heal. Um, Another self-love section that I created within this program is about your physical body. And I am so proud of my physical body today. I just really never thought I would be in this place. As you guys may or may not know, I have two children. And after my second, I was 
almost, I was a few pounds away from being 200 pounds. And I remember it got to a point where I actually didn't want to take pictures. I didn't want pic photos of myself being taken when I would go out with my husband or, or whatever. And that's when I was like, okay, this is not normal. This is not me. Um, I'm not really a vain person. I'm not like super into my looks or anything like that. But I mean, I, I knew something was off when I didn't want to take a picture um, and no pants fit me. So I decided to just exercise. And at first I engaged in exercise to lose weight. I mean, I'm being just being honest. I was like, okay, we got to work this off. We got to lose the weight. But after about six months or so of that, I had I was engaging in a lot of personal growth, a lot of personal development, and I started following Rachel Hollis and I read her book and was really excited about what you know she was teaching. And she came up with this 90-day challenge where you um, do five things every day. And one of them was exercise every day for at least 30 minutes. And so I thought, you know what, I'm gonna try that. And as I went through this 90-day program with her and I would listen to her talking each morning and she would give a little inspiration, a little motivation, the message that she gave was move your body as a celebration, not as a punishment. And I heard that enough times that I actually started to believe it. And that was a year and a half ago. And so a, a year and a half later, I still move my body every single day for 30 minutes. Most days it's it's an exercise, it's working out. It really is. Most days it's like a hit or a cardio or I run. But I would say about once a week, I definitely do something a little bit more low-key. Um, I might do a really gentle yoga practice or I might just take a walk. But I do it as a celebration of my body, not because I'm trying to lose weight. And by the way, as a result of having worked out every single day for the past year and a half, I have lost probably 40 pounds and I haven't really dieted. That's not my thing. I really love food. I love cake. I love cookies. I love all that. But if you've ever been somebody that exercises, you know that when you start to exercise, you, for me, at least I'll speak for me. When I start to exercise, I naturally make better choices with what I eat um, just because my body is craving more healthier foods. But I for sure don't deprive myself. I eat what I want because I love myself. <laughs> I don't, I, I, maybe one day I will change my tune and be someone that counts macros and does all that stuff. But today I am somebody that loves food. I love myself. I'm not going to deprive myself. Um, I, I, I give my body foods that bless it. And sometimes that's a donut. Um, but most times it's not, it's a salad, it's eggs, it's, you know, it's, it's healthy food. Um, but I'm certainly not crazy about it. And when I eat, I really think to myself, is this blessing my body? And, and everything that I do does. And I also have, of course, started to make that connection that, oh, okay, if I have, a Big Mac. I actually feel really tired and crappy later. So again, because I love myself, I ask myself in those moments where I might want a Big Mac, you know, do you really want this? Cause you're going to feel like crap after. And sometimes my higher self says, yes, Christy, we need the Big Mac. And other times I think, all right, maybe I can make a better choice just because I don't want to feel lethargic and, and gross later. 
Um, so that's the physical body. And the last piece is the present. It's how to love yourself in the present. And self-care is there. So we'll, we'll get that off the list. Self-care, doing your nails, taking care of yourself, all of that is, is there for sure. But the way I teach loving yourself in the present is really more about ego work. It's kind of like what I had said in that example of me at the, me at the friend's party. It was in real time that moment that I sat down and I didn't allow my ego to run the show. I didn't allow my ego to believe the stories that my head was telling me. I took a moment, I paused, I put space between me and those thoughts. I let those thoughts leave and then I continued on. So that's kind of what ego work looks like in the moment. Um, I also talk about boundaries, which is really hard, I think, especially for women, because we feel bad all the time when we need something and it requires telling other people. But um, this is something I'm still working on real time, but putting boundaries up with people in your life that leave you feeling low. Because if you love yourself, you're not going to allow yourself to be in in the presence of people that make you feel bad. You just don't. You have no tolerance for that anymore. So if you have friends in your life or family members that are passive aggressive or they chip away at your motivation or they make you feel bad about yourself, no, no, I'm sorry. But when you work on yourself and you start to build up real self-love from the inside out, you will not have patience or tolerance for that anymore. And it doesn't mean they're wrong. It doesn't mean that we're going to, you know, send them off somewhere, you know, we're banished or anything like that, but it just means that you're going to hold, you're going to have boundaries. Like, Hey, you know what? We're not going to have this conversation right now, or I'm not feeling comfortable, you know, talking about this person at the moment. I'm please stop or I'm going to leave. Or, you know, if you're going to come over to my house for the holidays this year, you, you know, we're not going to get drunk this time, right? Like you have to be able to be strong enough within yourself to set up boundaries. I know very recently, um, over the holidays, I had to set a boundary with a family member and I didn't talk to them for six weeks and it was really sad and it was really hard, but I felt so proud of myself for doing it and for sticking with the boundary and for having a really hard conversation with that family member about what's okay and what's not okay. But I was, you, you bet your, bet your do- bottom dollar that I was so incredibly proud of myself and I grew and I ab- was able to protect myself and my family the way I needed to, instead of walking around wishing that I could have this conversation and not. So boundaries is a big piece of loving yourself in the present. Um, And there's all different kinds of other things. But today I can tell you that I am somebody who loves people and loves myself. And I think the relationships that I have in my life right now, real time, are people that make me feel good, people that lift me up, and people that I'm learning from and I feel are learning from me. And I'm not kind of taking the scraps anymore in relationships. I'm really, um, you know, if somebody is right in my life, they're right. And if they're not, I, I let them go with love. So, which is new for me. It really is. And and for you, again, it's going to look totally different. If you've 
if, you know, the big one is like relationships. If you are dating the wrong guy over and over, now is the time to work on your self-love. If you are um, just feeling low and sad and you feel lost and you don't have confidence and you feel stuck in your life, now's a really good time to work on yourself. So I wanted to share my self-love story. Um, It's still unfolding. I know a year from now, I'll be in a different place than I am today. And five years from now, I'll be in a different place than I am a year from now. You know, it's just a journey and it's really exciting and it's beautiful. And I'm so happy that I decided to do this, especially for myself, but also for my children. I know my children are learning from me right now how to be a woman, how to be an adult, what it means. And I want them to grow up feeling secure in themselves to advocate for what they need, ask for what they want, and not feel bad about it. So that's my that's my dream and intention for the world, really. But um, yeah, if you guys are interested in learning more about the self-love course, I will put the link here in the show notes. You can also visit my Instagram page. It's at when hustle meets flow, and the link is right there in the bio. The um the enrollment ends tonight. So I'm gonna get this podcast out right now. And hopefully, you guys, we will see you in there. We already have a handful of amazing women. Uh, one is actually from Italy, so we've got some somebody over in Europe taking the class, which is so exciting. And um, yeah, just really excited to, to get this course going. It's I'm feeling energized and excited about it, which tells me this is exactly what I should be doing. So anyways, guys, I'll see you next week. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Bye.